If she embarrassing me, man, I like that. I think she's out of my league, but I like that. I think she's older than me, but I like that. Slim thick, perky double D's and ass fat. Oh shit, you buy me drinking, nigga, wild for the night. I brought her to the bathroom and fed her white. Then I brought her back home, she let me pop. Welcome to any given fun day. Joey Haas, Ray Osterhout. It's not 1045, the team. It is the backyard of Joey Haas. And, uh, Happy Friday to everybody here. Uh, happy Friday to you, Raymond. Good to see you. Good to see you, bro. We slugged down a nice hot Jameson shot before this. And now it is time to talk about the one and only thing that we came to talk about. That is New York sports. Uh, there is no Kobe Breakner. We are using new headsets. And uh, I feel like the shit right now. You do? I do. Well, that's good to hear. Um, obviously, I've been MIA for... It's it good. seems like a year now. It's good, so it's, to good. Be, it's good to be back here. It's good to know that I'm alive. This is home base, right? I think that's it's not, probably the main. Thing. Not even the radio is home base. This is home no. base. Did we also, before we get into this, because I, I know everyone's going to wonder, how the hell are we picking our winner for the? For the uh... Uh, I'm going to randomize it. No, no. Didn't you say we we're going to announce it though today? Oh yeah. Guess we're going to have to do that at some I'm point too. <laughs> Guess we should have done that. I'll but, randomize hey. it. Don't worry All about right. it. Don't worry about it. But yeah, um, it's good to be back. A lot of good things going on in New York sports right now. Um, like you said, the Yankees and the Mets, we posted it today. First two teams to 20 wins. I mean, something I don't think we would have, you know, something I think we could have thought would happen, but I don't think it's something we would have guessed would have happened at the start of the season. That both teams would have been playing this well uh, for this long to start the season off. might have taken them a little bit to get into it. And... Both teams look really, really good right now. They absolutely do. So we'll, I, I think this is going to be a big Yankee Mets episode. Um, but I think we, we begin by talking about the presenting sponsor of Any Given Fun Day and just everything that's been going on. And that is the bunker. Uh, there's the bunker in Clifton Park. There's the one in, in North Greenbush now uh, that's getting ready to open. Uh, there's the Gilderland location. There was, I mean, it is right now, now you can vouch for it. You've been up there yes. and you, you've gotten to see it and experience it. It's the coolest spot right it is yeah. so cool it, it really is awesome and it was pretty cool too to see one of my one of my high school friends uh buddy i've played baseball with since i was probably seven eight years old yeah uh evan carey man shout out to him for everything that he does over there i didn't even know he was a part of it and he's the sponsor of the show yeah so i'm glad i finally got to go out, get over there obviously missed the vip room with you guys the week before yeah. with everybody which yeah. sucked but obviously we got back on it hey, it uh, happens dude no that that two button steep event was was awesome man it was it, it was, was really, really fun cool. and and i was pretty sad to leave yeah no it sucked we had to go to the shockers game but and you know obviously we got to do what we got to do if shockers are always a good time it was opening night so we really couldn't miss it obviously you you physically couldn't miss it because nah, you're, really you're announcing it yeah um but no two buttons deep was really really fun event it was good to network with everybody really get to see everyone like like just being able to see everybody you know, everybody has their own niche in the capital region and what we're all doing, right? No one's, we're not really competing with each other. No. We're all finding different stuff. We're building stuff. together. We really are. Yeah. And, and it's a really cool thing to see, man, that, you know, we're able to get along. Everybody's able to have a good time. Um, you might, you might have hit about a hundred fucking golf balls. Yeah. I mean, somebody had to, right? Like, <laughs> you put me, you, you put me at the bunker and you give me a, a pair of left handed uh, golf clubs and you, I, I have to, right? Yeah. That, that was like, a great thing to, to see. That yeah. was a great thing to see. They got, they got righty and lefty clubs. Obviously, yeah. you would think yeah. that, but, I mean, how many lefties are there? Yeah, exactly, right. Well, you're talking to one right now, and he's 
He's quite. The, he's a hefty lefty. If yeah. You, if I dare Are you say. lefty in everything? I am. Everything. Everything. Nothing righty. Um. Things I would want to know. Nope. No, nope. I was. I was just. Things I would want to know. Right. I, I mean. Uh, no. No. I'm lefty in everything. I'm lefty in. Uh, I'm lefty in three things. What are you lefty? In? Hockey, basketball, and. Um, You're a lefty basketball player. Mm-hmm. That's sweet, bro. Lefty basketball, like I shoot lefty. But I'm better at right-handed layups. Oh, cool! Don't fucking ask That's me. That's sick, though. Um, hockey and soccer. I kick lefty. Really? Uh huh. That's pretty cool. Isn't that weird? Yeah. Everything else I do righty. Well, my dad was a lefty uh, batter, and they threw and they did everything else righty. Mister O, Big hope man. you're listening. Yeah, of course he is. But He's um, on the drive somewhere. Right, right, probably. <laughs> it was a uh, it was a great time, and like you know, you you speak on the fact too, Ray, of like the fact that we were all in this like network. A lot of what that party was, was us bringing, uh, you know, our friends, our team, and right. then like other people bringing their team because that's you know that's what the event was really based off of. It was okay, uh, you know, there was obviously some fans there, right? There was some two buttons deep fans, people that wanted to come out and be there, uh, but a good majority, at least to what I saw, was people that wanted to that are associated with me with you with billy with um with brian like you know what i mean yeah and we saw like you know billy and you know some of the guys that are that are trying to make it in like the rap game and the legacy fitness dudes and then we saw guys with brian and you know we saw the the wingman of the year so you see all these different groups and like it it makes you feel like a you belong we definitely belong there right Mm -hmm. And B, it's just like, hey, you know, you're not alone in the grind of of trying to make a podcast or trying to make a, a successful social media page or or whatever it may be, whatever that niche is, or trying to make a, a you know a good song or trying to become this or trying to become that because we're all there to support each other at the end of the day and nobody's really nobody's in the same market, right? That, so that, we're all competing. There's no there's no competition. We're all just there to kind of you know, make each other better. Right. And and try and network and just say, oh, well, hey, I know a guy that, that knows how to, you know, make beats and maybe we can connect Billy and those guys. And then there's a guy that says, oh, well, maybe I know a guy that wants to interview on EGF. And then there's a guy that's like, you know, whatever whatever it may be, right? There's a guy that takes good photos for gyms. And, and you know, it, it, was, it was a cool experience. It's an, it's an endless market right now. And like you said, it's everybody coming together everybody doing their own thing but we we know the grind right every everyone there knows everybody what the, knows grind the grind is about yeah, right 100%. we're all content creators we're all people trying to make our own business and make it so that we're do, we're doing what we want with our lives right we're t- we're all chasing our dreams and i think that's probably the biggest picture is um it's really cool to see everyone in in the capital region trying to do their own thing like obviously meeting um meeting jonah uh who does a lot oh, of stuff jonah's the best yeah he, mean- he's awesome dude um he's he he's he really is just. I mean, he he sees a moment, he gets it. He it's, does. He's one. He literally said, "We were making conversation." He goes, "Hold on, I see a moment, I gotta go." Dude, he came back. Dude. To I said, "You know what, man, go." I go do your. I go do your fucking thing. I don't know. That's I don't awesome. know if you were able to, uh, but I highly recommend it. And anybody else who hasn't listened to last week's Friday episode, yes, uh, when we were all live at the bunker, yeah, that was and cool, you will learn the stories of the guys who are associated uh, with with Two Buttons Deep. Um, and that's Jonah and, and myself. I mean, obviously, I've, everybody knows me by now. Billy Floyd and Brian. <laughs> right. 
right. and Jack, and like you learn about these guys and Danny Ball, right? Yeah. And just everybody who's it's it's a great experience. I'm not gonna sit here and blabber and jabber about it for eight hours. Um, and it happened at the best central location. That's a bunker, and it was a great party, and it was just a good time. Yeah, it was something that I'm you know to go there finally. Be a part of it. Be with everybody. Like I said, it, it was a great time. Two Buttons Deep did a, did a great job. And I, it was great to finally meet uh, Taylor and Jack. Taylor is such a sweetheart. And She's person. awesome. I think that's the biggest thing, too, right? And Jack, Jack's a great dude. So it's like, it's cool to see, because I, that was one thing that Jonah said to me, too, is like, dude, you're even cooler in person than you are on the podcast. You know what I mean? It's like, sometimes you think, you, you, hear, you hear us, right, babbling about shit, talking about dumb stuff. And it's like, you know, is he as cool as he is? Or, or is, is he, he just is, putting on a yeah, putting, is he on, putting a face? on an act? Yeah, you know yeah. That, that that's what it's really about. Um, and it seems like everyone is really that is their true self, whether it's on camera or off camera. And I think that's probably one of the bigger things too. Is especially with us, man. We're I think obviously I, I've known you now for what three four years, and you're my fucking guy, dude. <laughs> on and off the camera, um, yeah, yeah, you're, yeah the, bro. you're the man. Yeah, dude, that's how it goes. And you know, um, you know, just to kind of take a. a, a you know, I, I won't go a 180. I'll go a 90. All right. But, dude, like, we're sitting at, I, I, I talk about just, like, you know, three, four years. We've been doing that podcast inside for three or four years, man. We brought this bitch outside today, yo, and I can't tell you how just enjoyable this is. Like, I feel, you know what I feel like right now? I, t- I feel like a girl at a um, Tiesto concert that just took shrooms, and I just feel alive. <laughs> I feel alive. I feel like I'm at the fucking gym. I'm sweating over here. Oh, I feel so I'm, good, I'm, man. I think I'm losing 300 calories a minute. Nice. I'm I'm losing 10 pounds by the day. Right, by the that, second. You're walking on a 1.5 incline. You're you not don't even walking. F- you don't want to feel my lower back right now. That's all, <laughs> that's all you need to know. Oh, God. But no, this this is really cool, man. Just, this is great. We're having a drink. I'm sweating. You're, <laughs> you're feeling good. Oh, we're man. We're going to talk about some sports. It's just great to be here, man. And uh, before we hop into it all... Um, and you give him a fun day, baby. That's it. That's who we are. That's what we are. That's it. And I wish Kobe was here, but um, me too. I feel like I haven't seen him in a year. I, I haven't seen. I haven't not. So me and is Kobe he back? did. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know the fucking guy is. I don't know. He could be in. I don't know. He could be in the South Streets of Alabama. Yeah, I don't know. In Nantucket. Uh, very interesting. Very interesting. In Alabama. Yeah, I don't know. Um, but. It's good to be here, and it's good for it's just good to be outside. It's good for everything. Um, but Raymond, any final thoughts before we hop into some freaking NY New York sports? No, I just thought it was good to you know get the bunker, get the um, let everyone know about it. Obviously, it's our sponsor, and it was a really good event that they put on. It was a fun time, and I definitely want to go back very very soon. Rather yeah, than later. Yeah. I need to get, you know, Joe, I need to get back in the swing of golf. I haven't played in a very long time, and I was getting to the point where I was actually getting pretty decent. I was getting consistent with my shots. Yeah. I took one swing at the bunker, and I felt like, I don't even know. Yeah. I took mom. I took mom to the bunker that on Sunday great, for Mother's Day. Great video. Sick, sick time, dude. Sick That's time. Awesome, man. Awesome time. Um, and those guys are all cool, too. Like I said, not even just Evan, but yeah. uh, the owner, too, or one of the, what, what was he, the, uh, Troy, oh, yeah. the one that was messing with me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah he, he yeah. was a good dude, man. But yeah. he, he messes with you, and then he also actually helps you with your golf game. It's a good, uh, right, right. And, it's and a give honestly, and take. Game changer, game yeah. changer. Because we played the chipping contest on uh, Sunday with my mom and my sister and her boyfriend, and we all went up there and uh, chipping contest went smooth, and uh, it was it was a great time. It was a great time. So um, I know we said it on the radio too, and you probably heard the ESPN radio replay. 
uh, from last the other day anyway. But um, happy Mother's Day to anybody who yeah who didn't hear and you, and you know you're only a Friday listener. Uh, so appreciate you and uh, make sure you give your mom a big smooch <laughs> and uh, a hug and tell her you love her and appreciate everything she does. Hundred percent. And uh, it's time, right? It's time. And I I think this uh, this conversation begins. I need a I need a cigar in my mouth for yeah. this one. Yeah, that's what I wish we had. This conversation begins with we touched on it a, a second ago, the New York Yankees and the New York Mets for the first time, baby, the first time in history in Major League Baseball history, the New York Yankees and the New York Mets have reached twenty wins for the first in their respective conferences for the first time ever. And wow. this is it, it's a good time to be alive. It's a good time to. Host a podcast called Any Given Fun Day that is focused. It is a centralized podcast of New York sports. It is a fucking great time to be a New York sports fan. Well, you know what? I also said to somebody, too. Someone was, um, I was telling you, somebody who is a Mets fan, we've been posting a lot of Mets stuff, which how much have we done before this year posting Mets stuff? Genuinely. That's right. I agree. How much have we been able to? I mean, to? I really How much just, has there been to talk about? There's, there was really no, even Yankees was only last year. So it's like, yeah. you know, we only really started posting Yankee stuff last year. Yeah, we really, like, focused in on New York sports in the past year, year and a half, maybe uh, maybe a little bit longer than that. But my point of this was I had somebody hopping in my DMs, you know, just talking about the Mets and, you know, every Mets post that we were talking about, right? Yeah. And it was like, you know, the Mets are fun. The Mets are good to watch. Look at the fucking hat I'm wearing. You think I want to watch the Red Sox right now? No. I want to watch the, I want to watch the Mets. That's, what, that's the team I'm putting on right now. I'm sitting here, you know what the best part of it is? I said the same thing to her. I don't just have to talk about the Yankees. I don't yeah. just have to sit here yep. and just talk and have you gloat. <laughs> as much as I know you love to, I don't have to sit here and just have you gloat. I mean, I, I don't mind talking about the Yankees. You know, I don't mind talking yeah, baseball yeah, I, I got you, I got you. But to have the, Met, to have the Mets, uh, you know, what Tyler McGill has been doing on the mound. Uh, Max Scherzer just actually had his first loss of the season. He's a cont- he's, I think he's a top I think he's the top odds right now to win the NL Cy Young this early on. In the sure's? Season. Yeah. Dude. With how good he's been pitched. They got the loss, but he only gave up three runs. You yeah. know what I mean? So it's not like he, he got he got hit around. It was ten hits. Uh I think he had I think he had eight or nine Ks somewhere in that area and he gave up the three earned runs. But um the Mets are a real fun team to watch right now, and if you want we can start with the Yankees. I think we start with the Mets. You do? Okay. Yeah, why not? Yeah. Why not? You know what? They were the first true team. To reach 20 wins. So I feel like we got to do the justice, talk about the Mets, and Ray, I think the beauty of this Mets team, really both the teams, but the Mets team in particular, is it's not coming from just one guy or two guys. It's not just Lindor. It's not just Starling Marte. It's everybody, man. It's it's up and down the Top order. It's freaking Mark Canna from the Oakland Athletics. It's uh, Eduardo Escobar. It's whoever it's it's big me pete right it's big me pete it's everybody man and it, it's just it's this is this is such good baseball it's just it makes me happy the pitchers are pitching great uh the closer edwin diaz, edwin diaz is pitching great um looks like he's back in seattle dude there's just so many good things to talk about with the mets right now and like buck showalter you can have whatever opinion you want about buck showalter but the dude just knows how to fucking win baseball games this is 100% true, and I, I think everyone is starting to realize why Buck Showalter has been a coach for so long. Like, you can sit, you can sit there and say, hey, 
<clears throat> maybe he made the wrong decision with Zach Britton back with the Orioles when they were playing against the Blue Jays or whatever the case may be. Oh, fuck. That Orioles team did not deserve to even be in that position. You had J.J. Hardy starting at shortstop, Joey. J.J. Hardy, you probably had Melvin Mora and Miguel Tejada. I, thought, I don't even know who the hell they you know, had for on a that second, team. I thought J.J. Hardy was a WWE wrestler. That's Jeff Hardy. That's Jeff Hardy and Matt Hardy. That's <laughs> Hardy You know what that is? That's a Swanton bomb. I, you know what's funny? I was Jeff Hardy one year for Halloween when I was like nine years old. <laughs> please, please, dude, I beg you. <laughs> if I could give find me that picture. picture. <laughs> um, that would be ugly. I, I, I wish I had it. I wish I had it. I, I doubt my mom. If my mom has that picture, she threw it out. I, I would hope so. Like my other, like my Champ Bailey and my Carson Palmer Pro Bowl jerseys. She threw both of those out because she didn't like the, the colors of them. Speaking of Champ Bailey, you know, just a side note, Broncos are about to get sold for a lot of money. Saw that? Yeah, I did. Like a uh, five bill or something. Yeah, like it's that? like who's going to be the new owner? It was. Yeah. Someone said wrong answers only on Twitter. Who's going to yeah, be the new owner of yeah. the Broncos? And I'm a little bit worried, but um, maybe, maybe Elon Musk will buy it. I'd be and, down. And it'll change it to the Denver like hyphens or something. Yeah. They better not change. The Broncos is honestly, I, like, not just saying this because I'm a Broncos fan. Like, the Broncos is a fire. Oh, it's a cool, the logo. Sweet name. Yeah, the sweet logo. Sweet logo, sweet name. Broncos are cool. Fun fact before got? we hop back into what we were actually supposed to be fucking talking about, my AIM name back when I was younger, Broncos fan 47. Can you name who that, why it was for 47? Uh, current, I believe he's, I believe he's one of the higher ups. In the Bucks organization, free safety. It's not Champ Bailey. No, it's a tough one. It's not an easy one. It's not an easy one. No, it's like, why did I pick this guy? It, who is it? It's a who dat. It's uh-huh. John Lynch. Oh yeah, I would have never gotten that. <laughs> it's John Lynch. I would have never gotten that. Well, let's get back to the Mets. That's what we. That's what we. Yeah, let's talk about the Mets. We um, somehow got got in a Broncos conversation. Buck Showalter. Buck Show. We that, go from Buck Showalter to the Denver Buck Broncos. Showalter, that motherfucker. That guy is. Uh, let me tell you, you what. Got us. I would let him lead me to war. I, I would. I would stand yeah. on the front lines yeah. for that guy. You know, one of the, the one of the best things I think that we've heard that like, just in, it kind of resembles Buck Showalter's twenty games or whatever it's been thirty games with the Mets, is. Uh, I think that was World War Three. I think I think Buck's coming. I think. Oh my god! Holy shit! First it was That's Mr. Albany Gun Club. First it was Mr. Dangling. <laughs> Jesus! We're, we're, I'm living. In my, I'm back in my childhood right now. They ran out. I'm 13 years old. They today. ran out of SpongeBob freaking popsicles. Yeah, and the uh, the rainbow snow cones. Oh, wow! But one of the best things about Buck Showalter, I think, is the fact that he's won over the trust. Of Francisco Lindor, right? Whatever you want to say, Mets fans, whoever the leader of the team is, it's Francisco Lindor, right? He's the face of the franchise. It's not Starlin Marte. It's not Big Meat Pete. It's not Max Scherzer. It's not DeGrom. It's Lindor. When you think of the Mets, you think of Lindor. Then you think of the supporting cast, and that's the guys that I just named. Earning over the trust of a guy like that and knowing that, you know, he's going to come to you when he has a problem, knowing that, uh, you know, you can, you can, be a kind of a comfort zone for a guy like that and you know just have the whole thing it's so comforting it's so good to feel like buck showalter like for what it's worth dude dude must have felt like his cock grew two inches when when lindor comes up to him and he's like 
hey man, like, like he comes up and asks for advice, or like he's like, hey, uh, you know, I'm cool, like, I trust you, this and that, like I trust your decisions. There's no questioning it, right? Like that is a great feeling if you're Buck Walter, knowing that the leader of your baseball team, like to the media, is like he'll come to you and he'll be 100% truthful, upfront, like yo, we good, we good. And Lindor's been playing a little. I mean, obviously he's had, he's gone back into a bit of a colder spell over the past couple games, but he's playing a lot better and he looks a lot better. And the thing about that I've always loved about Francisco Lindor is he plays plays with heart, he plays with passion. I mean, that guy's going to give you 110% every single time he's on the field. No matter what he's hitting, no matter how he's playing, he's a clutch player. He's one of the best fielders that we have in the MLB, uh, one of the smoothest guys at shortstop. So you look at the team as a whole, and it's just like like you said, it's not one guy. And the thing that really I don't think a lot of people look at is you look at their two guys that they can throw in as utility guys. You look at Luis Guillorme, and you look at Travis Jankowski, and what they've been able to do those are two guys that you can take. Guillaume can play really any part of the infield between third, short, and second. And then Jankowski can, can flop in at your, your left, center, and right. And then you have another guy, Dom Smith, who, who's been breaking out. And been really, I mean, the most consistent hitter besides Starlin Marte over the past couple games. Who I believe went five straight hits with a bat before Sunday. Um, five straight hits with an at-bat. <laughs> That JMO is hitting J-Mo you, is and it's hitting, hitting you in the perfect Five spot. Five straight at-bats with a hit. My guy Jameson literally found Ray's G-spot. I haven't eaten today either. So, nice. we are we are what we are on the, on the show. This is like ASMR with these with these microphones, right? Yeah, I'm getting kind of hard. Whoa. <laughs> you know, you, you mentioned Dom Smith too, right, Ray? Yeah. And, like, I think... It was that it was that one game where he went five for five or whatever a couple weeks ago that kind of knocked Cano off the team and you know I feel like since then it's like all right Dom Smith kind of instilled some some like uh, confidence in himself it was like all right fuck Cano like I beat his ass he's gone they picked me over him and oh, like it, now that kind of lit the fire under his ass that, was, like, that right, wasn't cool. even a question no Dom, it, Dom Smith is a future star in this league he's going to be at some point in his career a starting first baseman for a team. Or, I mean, I mean, he really can play the outfield. He's not terrible out there. He's Let me just... ask you this, though. All right? Let me ask you this. How raging would your boner be if the Yankees and the Mets met in the World Series, it was uh, a Subway Series, and Robinson Cano started at second base in New York for the Mets in a World Series game, Yankees versus Mets? I would have been beyond myself, right? Well, you know beyond with, myself. You know what happened with Cano, right? What? You know he got released. Yes. Oh, okay. I'm saying that like, what if? Oh, what if like that was the, that was the yeah. case? No, that would have been right. Wild. Like because they got Dom Smith was the guy who kind of knocked him off his, his throne, right? Like it was it was like a Dom Smith. It, it kind of was. It, it wasn't a way because you think about the start of the year, they kind of made it out like Dom Smith was going to be that guy uh, that you kind of put him wherever you needed him. To. Yeah, yeah. You you put him in on the off days of when other people needed to, you know, if Marte, Canna. Or Pete needed an off day, or you throw him in at DH when Cano when you don't want Cano hitting. Yep. And then Cano comes out hit one hits one ninety five, which is not what they're expecting. And then you're kind of like, okay, let's just throw Dom and see what he can do. And then he comes he comes out on a tear, and he he's hitting really well. He he's does. hitting one of the best on the fucking team right now. One guy that I mean, he's been I think he's played in twenty two ish or twenty three maybe of the games. Mark Cannon's got to play more. 
Mark Hanna does have has, the, bro. He's had one of be, the the best starts to a season he's probably ever had. He he has to be a, a like a, a everyday starter. I don't care if it's a DH. Yeah, he is a consistent hitter. He's a tough out at the plate every single time he's up there. And then another guy who I need to see step it up a little bit is Eduardo Escobar. He had that huge breakout season. He did. He did. He's only got a home run and about nine RBIs right now. But he's got he's been pretty much an everyday starter, right? He's the guy who they brought in with Mark Canna and said, you know what, even if he was hitting, if he was hitting like, because Mark Canna has one, I think around the same one home run, nine RBIs, but he's hitting fucking 310. Check this out. All right, continue. He's hitting 310. Eduardo Escobar on the other side hitting under, I think he's hitting under 260 right now. Yeah. And as a switch hitter, a guy who last year absolutely shredded every team that he faced. Yep. It's like, you know, now pressure should be relieved from you. You're not the number two guy on this team. You might not be the number six guy in this lineup, right? It should be easier for you. You should be seeing more fastballs. You should be getting in better counts. You should be able to get on base more often. It's how it is right now. If they want to, con- if they want to contend in the playoffs, they need all of their guys to completely step it up. If Francisco Lindor sits around 275, hits 15 home runs, has 90 RBIs. That's fine. Oh, he's going to hit more than 15 home runs. I mean, I assume so, but I, I would even be fine with that. 23, 24. Right. But I'm saying with the with with the the depth on this team, that's all I'm asking. You know what oh, I mean? I'm that's not... bare minimum. Right. Like if, if if he gets that, this team's good. Yeah, right. Pete's going to probably hit 30 or 40 this year. Yeah. With the way he's going. Yep. So, I mean, you think about it, you don't really need that power surge. It's really about just getting guys on base to get your middle of the lineup, and the bottom of the lineup's been great, too. Another thing that's been great for the Yankees that we talked about on the show. On uh, on Sunday. So what? Before we hop into the Yankees, what has been like the number one thing for the Mets that stuck out to you? And you're like, that's why they're winning games. Tyler McGill. Tyler McGill. Tyler McGill coming in. For, we were having so many questions about Jacob Degrom not being on this team till what June or July, right? Having you got a bug in there. You have. Yes, there is a bug in there. Yes, no. I did just drink it. <laughs> sick fuck. I'm the sickest. Um, That's right. We are. We are the we are the sick duo. There's another one. This maybe is, maybe you'll catch this one on the mic. We, <laughs> <laughs> no, but really, it, it's been t- it's been that starting rotation, man. Even Carlos Carrasco, he's yeah. pitched. For, you know, it, it's been their starting rotation that has set the tone. And we don't know if that's the baseballs. We don't know what that is. But for Jacob Degrom to be out right now, and the the net the Mets to be the first game or the first team to twenty wins in the National League is a huge accomplishment. Oh hell yeah! It because is. Max no Scherzer no p- is pitching like a Cy Young. You know Jacob Degrom most likely is going to come back and pitch like a Cy Young. And you have another guy, Tyler McGill. And like we said, we talked about Seth Lugo has been really good this Who's year. Who's pitching like a Cy Young? Tyler McGill. Yeah. Exactly. For what it's worth. No, he. I think he's like eighth or ninth right now in the conversation. So it's like, it's crazy to think about that those two guys, Serger and McGill, Tywin Walker is is a guy who we expected a lot from this year after last year. He needs to step it up a little bit. He needs to get back in his rhythm. But I think he'll find that within time. And, and, and even if he is struggling throughout the year, he's not a bad guy to have as your number five in the rotation, right? When you bring the ground back. Their bullpen. Edwin Diaz having a good year, finally, since he came over from, from Seattle, is the biggest thing for me. He I agree. looks like he did in Seattle. He looks like the guy that they, they paid that money for. And that is going to be the biggest thing. Their bullpen 
Um, bullpen in general, pitching overall has been the reason why a lot of teams have won the World Series over the last five to ten years. And the you, Mets look you like hit the nail on the head. Brother. The Mets look like they have the best pitching staff in the ML, in the MLB right now. Maybe besides the Brewers, and they have a twenty times better offense than the Brewers. Yep, you're right. So it's time. It's time for me, right? Like you, you just had your your mini like boner on the on the Mets. I'm gonna take it. Like, like yeah, I'll ask just, you questions. We I'll just went to, we just went to the to the corner store, bought four cockpills, and now I'm about to go crazy on this. Who the fuck calls them cockpills? Rhino pills. You ever had one? I'm just gonna go with dick. You ever you had a rhino pill? No. You're missing out, brother. Why would I need one? Did you just take you one? Never said you needed one. It's just sometimes but, you just want one. <laughs> you wanted one, so you went and got one. Like you were, you were sitting, you were genuinely sitting there. Let me tell on you, on a Thursday afternoon, and you said to yourself, "I need to go get a dick pill." Let me tell you, that's a story, Raymond, for a different time, a different place, a different day, a different amount of drinks. That's everything. That's different. Right now, we're talking about the fucking New York Yankees, huh? Huh? The fucking Yankees. The fucking Yankees, Aaron Judge. I need to know, Joey. What's the what's been the key? What's been the key so far? Why are these Yankees so good? Why are they so fucking good? The key so far for the fucking New York Yankees has been one thing and one thing only, and that is the nastiest of the nasty, Nesta Cortez. He is a bad man, that left-handed dirty dog, Nesta. Nesta. Nesta, you dirty dog. I have no words for Nesta Cortez. Besides, keep doing what you're doing and slay whatever you want, Nesta. <laughs> I want to know. Somebody needs to go back. How many fucking times you said Nesta? Dude. Talk about a guy. Oh, fuck. That stunk like two years ago, right? I don't know what's changed. Sure I don't know if it's Matt I? Blake. I don't think it's that. I said it. I said it. No. Matthew Blake. No. Is it Matthew Blake? Is it Garrett Cole? Oh, my God. Is it Jameson Tyone? <laughs> Who is it? <laughs> Who is it that has installed this confidence in just, oh, like, he is a bad man, right? Luka Doncic, bad man. Nasty Nestor Cortez, bad man. Yeah, I, I mean, he's been arguably their best pitcher. I mean, Garrett Cole over the last two starts, don't get me wrong. Garrett yeah. Cole, last start, also playing looked good. Great, playing great. We can start to maybe move away from the spider tack and maybe move away from that conversation, right? But Nestor Cortez has been the second best pitcher on the Yankees. Michael King has obviously been a stud this year out of the bullpen. Chad Green's looked a little hesitant. Aroldis Chapman's been really good out of the pen this year, too. Which is a huge sign. You know, we're all starting to think that this guy's finally on his downfall of his career. And he, what, had, I, I think it was like 13 or 15 innings straight of of no runs given up to start the season? I mean, you talk about... You, we were just talking about pitching for the Mets. The, the fucking Yankees. Nestor Cortez. We haven't even touched the bullpen yet. That's what I mean. Clay Holmes. Clay Michael Holmes. King. Yep. Johnny Lasagna. Chad Green. Aroldis Chapman. Whoever comes out of that bullpen, right? Whoever. Whoever it is. The they thought. dominate. 
What was it the other day that we talked about on the radio? 21 straight innings of no run baseball? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's 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 unheard of. Yeah, we were just I mean, we were just talking about how good the Mets pitching is and how important that is. Look at the last what was it? Maybe 7 or 8 games. How many runs have the Yankees scored? Not many of the games are over four. You know what I mean? Recently in that Rangers series, the bats went the bats went absolutely cold. Which is going to happen. I understand that. But let me and let me say this too. Gleyber Torres is just fucking clutch. He's he's playing great like, baseball. It, I don't I, if if there's one man I could pick in the MLB right now to have up in the ninth inning with with two outs and a guy on second base and we're tied. I want Gleyber Torres. I don't care. I don't know what that man eats before he goes to bed or what he does mentally. But he, every single time so far this year, he has more walk-off hits, I think, than anybody since he came in the league. You know, I thought you were going to say Bobby Dahlbeck. I don't want, let's not talk about Bobby. I, I, I want nothing to do with the Red Sox right now. I Nothing. I don't even know why. Right, the right, only right, reason right, I'm wearing right, this hat. All right, I set you off. No, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be quick. I did this. I'm going to be quick. I did this. The only reason I'm wearing this hat is because it's new. I just wanted to show nice up. I like hat. the socks. It's a nice hat. It's a nice hat. It's it's a really nice hat. Yeah, you helped me pick it out. You and Kobe. You know, we can we can be friends. Yeah. Yeah, I know. We're cool. We can I I'll help you pick out a good Yankees thing. I got I know. you got me a this is how good of friends we are, people. Listen to this. Joey Haas got me a two thousand four World Series Red Sox uh alternate red uniform. Fire. You know what? And what I'm, did I get you? You got me a uh, Derek Jeter jersey. You got me a, a a Nike one, nonetheless. Yeah. You got me a Nike Derek Jeter jersey. Yeah. Like we, you know, that's just what what we are, what we do. We we can we can put our differences aside as Yankee and Red Sox fans. I wish you were wearing a Yankees fucking hat right now. That would have been a great picture. Oh, it would have been a great picture. Maybe we'll get one after. You know, if we do this long enough, I feel like. The fate of the universe will just eventually do make us take a picture with a Yankees and Red Sox hat on. I, I feel like the other person. No, 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 oh. no. I'm saying like, like eventually time's going to come say, where, where I'm wearing a Yankees hat, you're wearing a Red Sox hat, and it just fate, right? Don't force it. Don't force it, I right? It's in the astrology. It's in the stones, well, right? Not, no astrology. We've already touched on. Yeah, I know. We had enough of that. But back to the New York Yankees, Raymond. I don't know. What the fuck that was. But back to the New York Yankees. I mean, dude, what a, like, what a, I, I, I had no doubts in this team, okay? The public, the public eye, the media, they swayed me to believe that this team was going to be bad. They swayed me to believe that this team was going to be fourth in the East. They swayed me this way, okay? I, I'm always, you can, and you can, you can vouch on this for me, right? I'm always a positive guy, right? When it comes to, Sports teams, when it comes to situations, I always try to find the positive, right? Yeah, anytime I talk to you, especially about the Pacers. Yes, I never thought the Yankees were going to be bad. I didn't think they were going to be a 115-win team, right? But I never thought they were going to be a bad baseball team. We're only 20. This is only 20 wins, okay? So take it with a grain of salt. This is a good-looking baseball team. And the one thing, right, that I can point out on this baseball team is that it's the next man up mentality. And the number one, that was 1A, number one, it's the chemistry of this baseball team. Up and down the lineup, this team has chemistry, right? It starts with whoever's batting first. DJ LeMayhew, okay? 
He's had a David John has had an absolute fucking comeback of a season. He looks good again. He looks confident. He's he's molding well with his baseball team. Number two in the order, what's it? Aaron Judge, usually give or take. Aaron Judge. Yeah. He Judge can, Stanton and Rizzo. I mean, come on, come on, right? Or if it all right, we'll go like this. We will go DJ Rizzo Judge Stanton. Okay, that is that is a top three, top four in baseball, top right four lineup in baseball <clears throat> right now, no doubt. And I mean, it's the chemistry <clears throat> of the baseball team, though. I, I feel like right there, there's no more um, pointing fingers. There's Aaron Boone has kind of let loose a little bit, and he's playing with a he is coaching, managing this team with a certain swagger. And you know, every every night that we go out and watch the Yankees now, I said it in the off season. I said it last season when we acquired him, Anthony Rizzo. For what it's worth, right? I get he's on a tear right now, and he looks like the Anthony Rizzo of 2016 or 2015 when the when the Cubs are making World Series runs, right? And that's not that's not the Tony Rizzo that we have anymore. He's on a run right now, and he's cooled off, obviously. But I think the number one thing for me, Poeing, is, is just the fact that he brings a great energy, a great like uh, chi to the to the locker room every single day. And one guy, he's not performing well, but Josh Donaldson, right? It's having those guys, right? It's the fire in the ice. It's Josh Donaldson brings the fire. Tony is just a good positive vibe in the locker room. The Yankees didn't have leaders like that before. Those are two veterans and take it for what it's worth. They can bat two fucking 30 by the end of the season. And I'm going to take them on my team 10 times out of 10, maybe not in a starting role for Donaldson, Tony, still a starter, but it's it's what they bring to the locker room. It's installing it, it, it's it's putting that that confidence in Aaron Judge and in John Carlo and in guys like Glaber Torres, right? Who, who was a mental midget at times, IKF, to go out there and say, hey, like, just, you know, shake it off. Shake it off. Don't let it get to your next at-bat. Don't let it get to that next ball hit to you. Well, you know what it also it's says? That stuff. Too? You know what it also says, too, when your locker room guy is the best player on the field? It ignites your locker room as well. Because that's the guy who's going around making sure you're okay, making sure that the, you know, that the vibes are up, that everything's good in the dugout, and they're going out also slinging their dick around on the field saying, hey, guess what? I shouldn't be the best hitter on the field. I shouldn't be the best hitter in this dugout, but I am right now. So you know what that means? That means you got to step it up. That means you got to step. You know what I mean? It brings another a mentality to everybody else to look in the mirror and say, "What am I doing wrong? What's Tony doing good about his at bats? Let me go look at his tape. Let me go look at my tape. Let me compare the two at bats. Let me see what I can do differently. Let me change my approach to the plate and say, I want to at least have. I don't care if I get out." I want to have at least three to four good at-bats and be able to say, I made the pitcher work. I made him throw some pitches. I was able to go back to the dugout to be able to give my guy, the next guy up and say, you know, or somebody else down the line in the lineup and say, hey, he's been throwing that slider away a lot. It's got, it's got you know, three to four inches of break, see it out of the hand right away and, uh, and go the other way with it. You know, give some good info because that was the one thing that, you know, even in just college or high school, being able to go back to your guys in the locker or in the dugout, there were so many guys who would get out and they just wouldn't want you to talk to them. It's about that guy that wants to come back to the dugout, wants to get better for the next at bat, and that's Anthony Rizzo. And the fact that he's doing it every single at bat so far this year, and he had the month of April that he has, shows the other the other guys in the dugout they should be stepping up as well. So this team is this oh, team dude, is looking they're playing dangerous. awesome baseball. The two other points that I just wanted to make on the Yankees, right? Number one, how great was it 
right? Seeing all three of those guys at the New York Rangers playoff oh, yeah. game. No, that was and a good seeing video. them all slug a beer together, like fuck it wherever they were sitting before, right? I know there's there's video, Ray, of Aaron Judge not sitting with those guys. And DJ and Tony were sitting together and Judge was sitting with his wife. Mm-hmm. And you know, either it was a mixture of, of DJ and Tony well, or it was the media. They probably didn't communicate and say, hey, we're all going to the game or Judge wanted to go with his wife. Right, and, you know, right, right. Whatever, whatever it was. With the boys. But, you know, whoever whoever brought them together, you know, Judge was like, ah, shit, like, I'm with my <laughs> boys, like, fuck it, all right. Like, he was trying to be serious, you know, he was trying to have some fun with his girl, whatever. But just to see that, man, it's just, it's like, you know, it's new, it, it's just, it's good. It's oh, good, you, man. You it's New York friends. baseball. It's, it's just, it's fucking cool, man. And, and like, you got to know when to not be so serious and just fucking take a step back, have some fun, slug a beer, and realize, right, as a, as a sports fan, these guys are just like us. They're doing the same thing. They're working their ass off during the day, right? And, and, and that's in whatever respective uh, occupation you're in, right? It could be in sports. It could be in, uh, you could be working at a desk job, whatever it is, right? At the end of the day, they do the same things, right? They're like, ah, oh, fuck, I want to go hang out with my friends. I want to slug a beer with my friends. It's the same thing, and that is a beautiful thing. The one thing that I always say, too, that I always think to myself, how would you like it, right? If I went to, if I went to your office and I came up to your, your cubicle and I just started screaming, fuck you, and I started a, a you suck chant in your office, how would you take that? Would you be okay with it? Would you sit there and laugh about it? I'd probably cry. Right. I'd probably cry. But you got you know what I mean? You got to think that these guys these guys go through that every night, every especially night. if you're on the road. Every you, night. Sometimes when you're at home. You know what I especially mean? Especially if you're a Yankee guy. Oh fuck. Oh my god. Yeah, shit thrown at you. Oh, literally. <laughs> no literal it's a, shit. No. <laughs> it's a, it, it really is. It's it's a tough profession, and I know there's tougher. I know there's tough professions out there. Don't get me wrong. I understand. But when the like you know what I mean like. When the common person sits there and says, oh, they shouldn't be doing that. They're role models. Like, come Fuck on. You. I got one more point for you, Ray. All right, give me one more. I said it on the radio, I think. Said it on the pod, maybe. Who the hell knows? I got three words for you, three adjectives, whatever the fuck you want to call it. Isaiah, Kiner, Falefa. Adjective. I don't know what the fuck you call them. Like a name, is it is a name just a word? Name is a noun. A noun? Person, place, or a thing. Right, but is it a word? Is it a... Is... Oh, okay, so it's a noun. Fuck. Dude. Oh, fuck you. No, right? not even that. I <laughs> I know that. And I somehow got a 3-0 at Albany, And I went to a class four times. One of those lectures. Oh, shit, my dad's going to What was his one. name? The lecture? No, 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 The name of our professor that we had together. Oh, I don't even remember him. Chang Sup Park. No, was it? Yes, it was. Right, Mr. That was Park. Chang Sup. Yeah. Dude. That was Mr. Chang Sup. No, that was, uh, I would, dude, I would literally walk into that class, look at you, and you would just laugh at me. Because <laughs> you knew, you knew no work was getting done that period. Like, for an hour and a half, we were going to sit there, and I was probably going to watch a Fortnite video, and you were going to sit there and bullshit with me. About the Yankees or like sports, that was literally our class. Mister Chang Sub Puck. I still can't believe we got. What did we get an extra day off for? 
Um, Me and you. Yeah, we sang Sweet Caroline in front of the class. And you didn't want to do it. And I went up there and I said, Raymond, we're doing this. Yeah, because I didn't fucking... I mean, you just didn't care. I, I just I, didn't know anybody at the school. I haven't cared in a long time. No. Nope. haven't. Nope. I mean, I'll say this. I sang on the PSP stage. Oh, I did too. But I was hammered. Yeah. I'll do anything if you get me drunk. Yeah, of course. Well, maybe I should clarify that, but I'll do anything stupid if you get me drunk. Isaiah Connor for Leffa. Is that what we started this? Yep. All right. IKF. I mean, <laughs> we talk about we talk about chemistry, right? We talk about um, the bullpen. We talk about what you know, Tony Rizzo and, and, and the veterans are brought to the locker room, right? To me, I, I feel like IKF coming into this team has changed. You know, the Yankees approach. I feel like it's changed the. Approach of Gleyber Torres, and it's it's just added a new dimension to this team. And that dimension, Ray, is one thing and one thing only, and that's just putting the ball in play. That's that's going up with the approach of I'm not trying to hit a home run every at bat. And the Yankees thought about it for a long time. Okay, I want to go up there, and I don't want to hit a uh, hit a home run every at bat. They would do that once there was a strike. It was like, oh fuck, here we go, push push or shove, home run. You see IKF come in. He has an eight-pitch at-bat. Maybe he grounds out the shortstop. Maybe he, he hits a, a a blooper over the first baseman's head. Whatever it is. Like, IKF has just brought a different dimension to his team and, and made it okay. He's normalized, Ray. Putting the ball in play. Letting the fielder make the play. putting the Just putting the bat on the ball and, and saying, okay, you know what? I'm not going to put my 100% swing into this and see where it goes. That's something that the Yankees have lacked for years now. They haven't had that guy. Even going back to, to shortstops like D.D. Gregorius, okay? He was even swinging the bat hard every at-bat. He was trying to hit home runs every at-bat. IKF isn't. Like, that's not what he's about. Yeah, what's the one thing I said is, you know, the the thing that the Yankees have thought they've needed every single time that they went out and got somebody or someone that they went out and got in free agency was a power hitter. But you look at guys, like I said, you look at what Trevor Story is doing this year. You look at what Carlos Correa is doing this year. Two guys that the Yankees could have easily probably had on the roster. They wouldn't be helping this rot- this this team out at all in any regard. And now you look at IKF and what he's able to do. A contact guy that breaks up this order, resets the lineup, is able to get on base, able to get you know in scoring position 30% of the time or more for these guys at the top of the lineup like DJ, like like Rizzo, like Stanton, like Judge. It's, it, it gives them more confidence than having Gary Sanchez in your eight. And who the hell was even your nine hitter last year? Maybe Hicks? Last year. Hicks barely <clears throat> played. Maybe Gardner? Last year, who was our number nine hitter? It might have been Gardner, to be honest with you. Gardner sometimes. So, But he wasn't an everydayer. No, but that's, that? what, but that's what I mean. It's like, you think, even if you just give me Brett Gardner, for example, technically a contact hitter. Last year he fell off and he wasn't on base as much. You look at the decline in the guys at the top of the order because they don't have guys on base. You know how hard it is for a leadoff hitter to get RBIs? Just because technically you're supposedly your worst player is going to be hitting in your nine spot? Yeah. When you have that guy, like look at Sterling Marte. Sometimes he's hitting nine for the Mets just because they want him to reset the lineup and have a, have a second leadoff guy and get a stolen base and get, get somebody in position to score with two outs. So it, it's really more than meets the eye with him. 
and you can sit there and say that I'm making it more of a deal, more of a big deal than it is. But in my opinion, with with everything that they're doing, this is the first right decision that the Yankees have made in the offseason in a very long time by picking him up, rather than going with a guy who is going, you know, is going to be the sh- star of the show. Trust who's the gonna, process, man. Who's going to give you, you know, quote unquote, more more fans in the seats? It's it's simpler than that sometimes when you want to win baseball games. It's not all about power. It's not all about show. It's not all about who who you think is the best because sometimes when those guys get those bags, man, they play like shit. They come out and they Trevor Story it. They come out and they Carlos Correa it. Like, Corey like, Seager it. Corey Se- Marcus Simeon. He's Simeon the, it. He's in like a buck 80 right now. Looking like Joey Gallo. Looking like Joey Gallo. Who's also had three or four home runs in the past week or so. I don't want to talk about him. So still. at least I'm, but you know, at least he's doing something. Imagine, imagine the New York Yankees. All right. Imagine me showing, I'll, I'll imagine me this. showing this much thigh. Ooh, that's nice. Uh, Tuesday night. Nice and chilly. Nice. Nice. That's Sweaty. nice right there. Imagine if the New York Yankees, right. Went out and, and at the trademark, at the trade deadline, they went and they got a guy like, um, there, you gotta look at a team that's that's selling out their whole team. One person I talked about with uh, my buddy Carson last night, Tommy Pham. Imagine the Yankees go out and get a guy like Tommy Pham, center fielder. Put him out in center field. Wait, is he with the Reds? Aaron Hicks. Is he with the Reds? He is. Imagine that. I don't Imagine think something like that. I right? don't think that they're going to just because they just got him from San Diego. I know. But I, I don't think it's a you know it's I don't think anything's out of the possibility the realm of possibility especially with the Yankees. But imagine they went out and did that. Imagine how vicious this team's looking. They can take on a contract because you know why they made the trade for IKF. They didn't go and sign a big guy. So now you had the freedom at this deadline to then diagnose this team right and look through it and say, oh fuck, Hicks sucks. And maybe you th- maybe you find somebody that can take Hicks' contract on. Maybe you give up a couple of uh, prospects, and then in return, you can go get a you can go get a center fielder. You can go get a left fielder. Joey Gallo continues to bat one seventy. You know who? I, um, I, I as much as I hate to say this, maybe you'll get a third baseman. You know who I think would fit just perfectly with this Yankees team? In what position? Center. Oh, Byron Buxton. <laughs> We were talking about that last night too. Imagine that, dude. Imagine Byron that. Buxton on the uprise, getting better with his swing every single year. One of the top defenders in the league. He's got speed. I up mean, the he, ass. He's he's probably he's probably a top ten player in baseball. That's, Arguably, that's tough. It's tough to argue either top, side of it. Top twenty, easy. Top twenty, easy. Easy, bro. Top Easiest. fifteen. Top fifteen, debatable. I would say position player, or are you saying overall? Overall. Ah. Uh, he's still Buxton, got more to prove hitting-wise. Right this very moment. He's got to prove to me more, a little bit more hitting-wise. I'll go top 15 easy. Top 15 I'll give him. I'll give him top 15 easy. I'll give you top 15 without an argument. But just with the just with the incline that he's had and the uh, – who's your speed guy? Who the fuck is your speed guy? On, on what, the Yankees? Yeah. Tim LaCastro. <laughs> How many days a week does he play? He doesn't need to play. He just comes in and runs. <laughs> right. But and it works. But what I'm saying is you don't have it in your lineup. You have nobody. Oh, dude, I, I would never I mean, argue. Neither, neither I would, the Red Sox, I would never argue for a second with you, Ray. If you told me we had to give up one of our top prospects 
plus Aaron Hicks, plus Cash, plus another starter, would and you, we get Byron Buxton, wait, I would I would not argue a second with you. So you're giving up Jason Dominguez, Aaron Hicks, and money for no, Byron Buxton? No, I'm not giving up Jason Dominguez, no. But if you told me we had to give up Austin Wells? I mean, yeah. No, you know what I would do? Honest to God, what? honest to God, honest to God, Ray. I don't mean to cut you off. Honest to God, I would I would consider. I'm not saying I would or I wouldn't. I, I would consider Volpe in a trade. I'll give you if one. If Byron Buxton was involved in the deal. I'll give you one right now. Joey Gallo. Yep. Luis Severino. Okay. And um, who was the other one I was just going to give you? Shit. Thank I just had one on the top of my head. And um, I guess we'll go Aaron Hicks. Is that is that who you were going to say? Those three. No, but whatever. So if you told me right now, we Those get, three we Byron, get Buxton. Byron Buxton and we give up Seve, we give up Hicks and we give up Gallo. It's a lot for one position, but you I say no. Think, I say no. Yeah, too many outfielders. Are you no, caught? no, no. It's not too many outfielders. It's Sevy. Fuck, fuck Hicks and fuck Gallo. Let's be honest here. Yeah, you guys would have no. to get like no. It's it's Sevy. Sevy. I couldn't even name you as a twin starting pitcher right now. It's not Sev. <laughs> is uh, is Tanner Houck still there? Maybe. I know Trevor Mays not because he's been sucking in New York. He's probably been their only downfall. So what do you far. think? Would you do that trade? I would not. I would. I wouldn't do it. I would. Sevy is Sevy is homegrown. Is too good. He's homegrown. Your brother. bullpen is too good not to take Byron Buxton in your starting lineup every single day. That's my opinion. That's my opinion. That look, Byron Buxton to me <sighs> is a game changer. Okay. His his career is is only going up, and I don't see it coming down anytime soon. He's the only reason that the Twins are a fun team to watch. Okay. How about this? How about this? I would need to see. So on Thursday, Luis Heel, Luis Gill, whatever you want to call him. I call him Heel. Yeah. Luis Heel is on the bump. If Heel goes out and shows me in five starts this year, right, in the, in the next five starts, that he is a capable starter, I'll give not you a, a dominant starter. I'll throw in a prospect. I'll throw in the Twins' number three pitcher prospect starter. Oh, fuck yeah. Yeah. Give me something to, give me something to grab onto. Because Tell me Heel's going to be pretty good. And if I have to part ways with Seve in order to get Buxton, no doubt. Dude. No doubt. Buxton is, like I said, top 15 in baseball. Yeah. No, no doubt. No doubt. No doubt. Dude, there's a, I mean, there's a couple guys that are still, like, on the, I think Kirby Yates is still a guy who's, like, I'm pretty sure he's still a free agent. No doubt. There's a couple guys. I mean, obviously, he's a reliever, but there's a couple guys who are who are out long term. Yeah, out long term right now that you could probably go look at for, I mean, for next year. Obviously, I know Yankees fans want to win this year. Well, well let me tell you what. every year. Yeah. That's what exactly, we do. Exactly. That's what we try to do. But when you look at Byron Buxton, that's another seven, eight years, man, of just consistency. Oh, fuck, yeah. And like I said, I think he for the next four or five years, he's going to get better. I, 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 truly, I truly believe that. Like, last year was his breakout year. He came in this year. Man, he's was a bad decent, man. But, like, his glove and his speed are unmatched, and you get power from him. I think he's a game changer for for any team, and especially on the Yankees lineup, I, I'd give up a, a pretty good arm and a leg for him. I think I think that's a. I agree, and b. That's where we end this conversation. Yeah, I think that's just. I think that's something. That's one of the holes that I think Imagine really is that. left for the Yankees. It was really third base, third base, and, figuring and out every. Field. 
I think Josh Donaldson is a guy you could you could easily have as a DH. Off the I bench. Don't, off the bench. DH slash off the bench guy who can fill in. You need the fire still on the team, but he needs to be on the bench. But I think you still need another third baseman that can start. I agree. Every guy. I agree. I agree 100%. I told, I told Carson last night, I said, yo, we don't need fucking Arenado. No. I said, we need just like, you know, we need a fucking. You need a guy like Eduardo Escobar. We need a suitable. Th- we needed somebody. Uh, yo, like a, like a. Uh, I'm trying to think right now. Like a half and like a half of freaking meat size better than Gio Urshela, but not knowing Arenado. You know what I mean? I'm trying to think of some good. And maybe it was Donaldson. Maybe. No, you know who maybe. it could have been? But it would it would have been way too much money. Who? Aaron, or uh, Bryant. Chris Bryant. Perfect. Too too much money though. Too, he yeah. want he wanted too yeah, much. He's, he's demanding. Yeah. But Where is he? Colorado. Is he in Colorado? Wow. Yeah, he, signed him, he signed like a dude. They signed him like a fucking max deal and got rid of Story. I mean, I guess it's looking okay for them now because of what Story's doing. But I don't know. I think Arenado is a. Uh, or I keep saying Arenado. I think Bryant is obviously on the downtrend of his career, but I think with the year that he had last year with the Giants, is he though? What? Did, how old is he? He's young. He's, a, he's not young, but he's not old. Over under thirty. Over. Yeah, hundred percent. Really, I don't think so. 28. 30. Wow. That, that's kind of wild. I thought he was like 32. But wow. yeah, I mean, they signed him to an eight-year max, but he hasn't had a great season since the MVP person. Yeah, since his MVP season. He was good. He was yeah. really good. But now he's not, I don't know. Sometimes pitchers, or with the with the amount of video you have now in the MLB and the amount of things that you can go through and watch, as much as there is for hitters to go out, go through, the pitcher, the pitcher really controls it. Yep. They're not going to go through and give you the same fucking five-pitch mix that they did the first time around. They're not going to give you you know, two fastballs in the same spot. They might have maybe the same sort of pitch selection to go at you, but they're not going to go. They're, they're going to learn from it, especially if you you know did something to them that was a mistake, where it's, whether it's a single or a home run, they don't care. They're going to go through and look at it, and they're going to say, what can't this guy hit? And they're going to go look at the swing and misses. So I think that's just something that, people picked up on Bryant because of he, he's such a big swing and miss guy. Yep. Oh, it's a lot of baseball. Good. That was good, man. That, that was good. a great time for me. That was great. That was a lot of fucking baseball. That was great. Holy shit, it's um, almost eight. Yeah, I know. That was a long time. We really we really got uh, sweaty. I'm some, physically some, sweating. Some more than others. Uh, Raymond, any, any closing remarks? Sorry. Um, you still haven't fin- Have you even finished half of that? Yeah, I'm like, be honest with me. Yeah, I'm down here. Yeah, fair enough. I just been sipping on it because I don't want the uh, I want the old Gerd to rear its old head. You Uncle know Gerd, mean? Uncle Gerd's Uncle gonna G. pop in, pop in from uh, the Carolinas for a, for a sneak appearance. Yeah, but trying not to uh, hit you guys with with too many burps and slurs in the mic. That's disgusting. Because this one, because this one, I can't though. really turn away from. I gotta flip the whole thing up, and I don't want to make too much noise. But no, this was uh, this was awesome, man. Yeah, this good. was actually a lot of fun. Yeah, it was good. That's a lot just, of baseball. Yeah, just even not even that. Just being out here, um, just talking sports is. Maybe we'll sit out here for a couple minutes after. Maybe just enjoy ourselves. See what happens. Yeah, we'll see. Um, Raymond, I will see you on Sunday. Back on ESPN Radio, kid. Yeah, you're going to uh, tell the kids where you're going for a few days. I'm going to New Hampshire. <laughs> going out. I'm gonna. See the, the see the ocean for a couple of days, huh? What part? Do you know? Uh, I'm going to Nashua. That's not the actual. Nashua. 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 How's it spelled? N A S H U A. Sure, I'll take I'll take your 
your word for it. Um, I don't know really too much about New Hampshire, but I'm sure there's something to do. I'll end with this, right? Last thing I'm going to say on the whole episode. <laughs> for people that know me, don't ask me how a job values me as much as my job does now. I cannot wait for the day that my listeners and our listeners, Ray, value me and you as much as this job does me right now. It is great. Well, you know the thing I thought? They, they got me a rental car. They got me a hotel room. They're hooking you up. Raymond, look at me. <laughs> um, oh shit, I forgot what I was just about to say to you. Oh, you know what I thought about? I know you're probably not, you're going to be okay with it. You, yeah. don't gi- you don't give a fuck as much as I do. I don't really care about much. Um, The fact of, if we do really get that big, it's how much? F. No, obviously. Yeah, when? It's when. When. Um... The haters. Oh, I can't wait. Dude, it's it's crazy out it's there. It's going to be so awesome. It's going to be scary. I can't wait. Oh, I really can't wait. It's going to be ugly. <laughs> it's going to be a fuck fest. Ooh, can't wait. Yeah. Ray, I'll leave you with this note. All right? <clears throat> that's I'll good, give you the that's actual, a good sign right there. I'll give you the actual stat. That's a great way to end. That's a great way to end <laughs> any given fun day. You ready for this? What stat, are you, what stat could you possibly be pulling up right now? Right, what year are we in? 2022. I'll leave you with this. Raymond, everybody listening, Kobe, Brienne, Amber, anybody else who's a part of the team of any given fun day. Barstool Sports began in 2003. All right? It's now 2022. Any given fun day started in 2019 it's only 2022 kids chase your dreams Raymond have a great rest of your week and I'll see you in a few days ladies and gentlemen make sure you don't forget you always let fun days roll